Here at Tobacco Road Sports Radio, we ask the tough questions. Hey, you got any left-handed footballs? We're never afraid to tell you how we feel. Come on, we look like the damn bad news bears. We'll debate sports. We'll debate anything. Man, you lying. You ain't never met Martin Luther King. Not the winner, but yes, he did. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he did not. No matter what, Tobacco Road Sports Radio has you covered. I'm going to come right back at it. Soldier. You're listening to Tobacco Road Sports Radio. 13 Daggers Tattoo Studio is looking for a new tattoo artist. Must be established with a strong portfolio and good work ethic. Stop by today at 13 Daggers across from Patriot Park on Fort Campbell Boulevard. Clarksville's ultimate tattoo studio. Tattoos, touch-ups, and consultations. See the artist's work online at 13daggerstattoo.com and get the custom experience you want with Killer Ink. Book today and get pricked by a pro. 13 Daggers Tattoo Studio. Looking hard on the boulevard. This is a presentation of Northeast Streaming Sports. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Franklin Speaking Sports. I'm your host, Larry Frank, and tonight's telecast is brought to you by 13 Dagger Tattoos. Are you an experienced tattoo artist? And if so, 13 Daggers Tattoo is now hiring and looking for you. 13 Daggers Tattoo located in Clarksville, Tennessee at Fort Campbell Army Post. Also brought to you by Sportswire Radio. Tune in to sportsanarium.com player. And also brought to you by Northeast Streaming Sports. Go to Roku TV and download Northeast Streaming Sports today. And by TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com. Listen to Frankly Speaking Sports every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 11 a.m. only on TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening and welcome to Frankly Speaking Sports. And what an incredible, incredible show! Once again, we have for you tonight, uh, first of all, I want to thank all our sponsors, as we just did, for being sponsors on our show. But tonight, we are going to talk a little Major League Baseball, a little, a little, and then we're going to go ahead and we are going to talk about free throws in basketball. What has happened to the automatic free point? And we're going to tell you all about that. Then we're going to talk some NHL. We'll talk about two of the hottest teams in the NHL. And then about 30 minutes from now, we will have the lead Florida Panthers right at five reason sports. Alex Baumgartner joining us. So a full, full day here at Frankly Speaking Sports. And, you know, we were hoping to come on tonight and have some unbelievable news about the Major League Baseball strike and it being over. But unfortunately, folks, we are unable to do so. Um, if you have not heard yet, Robert Manfred came on after 5 o'clock, held a press conference, and the first two series of the Major League Baseball seasons will now be canceled, which will, will reduce the games from 162 to roughly 156 games. 
Um, no plans right now were made for any future negotiations. And, you know, it really bothers me, folks. And we've talked about this over and over and over again about this lockout. And it just burns me inside to think about what these owners were doing during the two months between December and February when they could have hashed all this out and made sure we would not have to deal with the situation that was brought up today of canceling two series. No, you know why? Because Major League Baseball owners wanted this lockout. They wanted series canceled. They wanted to save money on player salary. So everything they wanted to do. What other reason do they have for sitting on their butts and not doing a thing to negotiate during those two months? You don't go on vacation when you are possibly going to have a vacation because of a lockout. How stupid, how silly, how arrogant, how disgusting is that for the owners to do that? Unfortunately, a decision was not reached. Uh, Major League Baseball came back today with their final, basically a do-or-die offer. You take it or you leave it. And the Major League Baseball Players Association came back and they left it. So, you know, there's two sides to every story. And, you know, there's give and take that has to be done on both sides. But unfortunately, once again, the ones who get hurt in the long runs are the ones who pay their salary, and no, that's not the owners. It's the fans of Major League Baseball. And over and over and over and over again, they continue to suffer because of what I called many times on this show over the past couple of weeks, a lack of leadership at top with Robert Manfred, the most clueless commissioner that we've ever had in the history of Major League Baseball. And once again, it proved today. For those owners to sit for two months and this leader of the game not to do anything about it and try to get these sides together during those two months, what are you thinking? I mean, you, you're a leader, and look what you have done. You have done everything but lead or everything but lead, and you continue to show your incompetence at that position as commissioner of Major League Baseball. Now, they, once again, folks, I mentioned earlier when we started, there is no plans for future negotiations. So there's no telling how long that this will go on. But what did you expect the players to do? When you're given an ultimatum, you take it or you leave it. You know, parts of me say, good for you, players. You're stuck to your grounds. You're trying to help the younger players here in Major League Baseball and a bunch more stuff, but this is about greed, and it continues to be about greed day in and day out. This wasn't a terrible day for baseball. This wasn't a bad day for baseball. It wasn't a disturbing day for baseball. It was a disastrous day for Major League Baseball, and it will go down as one of the most disastrous days in the game, and it will continue to go on until the owners realize there are two sides here, their side and the player's side, and it's got to be a compromise. 
Compromise means working together to get to your common goal. And right now, obviously, the owners are not listening enough or doing enough of what the players would like to see. These are the people that go out there on the field every day. These are the people that allow you to make money day in and day out during the season. Those are the ones you need to listen to. You're never going to get better as an organization, as a team, um, as a corporation, unless you listen to the people who are out there dealing with this on a day in and day out basis. And ladies and gentlemen, that is the players. They are out there. They're going through the trenches and so on and so on and so on. But yet, like I said, once again, Major League Baseball has done everything they could to ruin their reputation. And they're going to continue to do everything to go on and ruin their reputation. You know, all we could hope for is something is done quickly. You know, I can look here and say, we should do this, fans. We should do that, fans. But at the end of the day, fans, you have to understand something. You're a Major League Baseball fan. You will be back. They know you will be back. Yes, there's going to be some of you that say, forget it. But that does that probably means you weren't a huge baseball fan. We love baseball and we'll always come back to the game. And they know that and they take advantage of that. They know we will come back and we will come back. But what baseball has to remember is the last strike they had um, was a terrible strike. And if it wasn't for the home run battle between Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, baseball would have never been put back on the map. Or maybe I shouldn't say never, but it would have took a heck of a lot more time for it to come back on the map. And it's just a darn shame for those fans. And like I said in an early broadcast, think about it. There are people that plan a vacation to go to Florida or go to Arizona specifically to watch their team in spring training. And they paid money for hotels and rental cars and, and flights to come down. And Major League Baseball owners just took that and pretty much said, screw you, we don't care. We are more important than the money you are spending to come down here and see these teams participate in spring training. It's a selfish act, folks, a very selfish act, and one that I know I don't take lightly, and I would hope that you don't take lightly as well. Let's hope smarter men come together, which obviously isn't the owners, which we talked about last night, and something prevails here to get this game that is supposed to be the American game, the American pastime, back to doing things the American way. And right now, we are not doing that because there is no freedom in this game right now. You have one side telling the other side. The American pastime is about freedom to say what you believe and try to work together to get it done, and it is not being done. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and take our first break of the evening, and when we come back, we're going to talk about a shot at basketball that should be automatic, yet it is becoming one of the most difficult shots in the game. We'll be back 
right after this. We love sports. Joe Lewis, the greatest pop ever lived. Not only do we love sports, but we love to debate sports. He was bad at Jack Clay. He bad at Sugar Ray. He bad at now. Who that's you? The new boy. Mike, Mike Tyson looked like a bulldog. He bad at him too. He's a West Mike Tyson there. He whip all that. For the best sports analysis in the triad. What about Rocky Marciano? In-depth local coverage of your favorite schools and teams. Let me tell you something wonderful. Rocky Marciano was good. But compared to Joe Lewis, Rocky Marciano ain't and of course, the best sports debate in the triad. Big Joe Lewis is ass. Welcome to Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Joe Lewis was 75 years old when he fought. You're welcome. I don't know how old he was to get it do you know that tattooing dates back to the Stone Age? Did you know that tattoos were once a symbol of high society? Did you know that Theodore Roosevelt had a tattoo? Did you know that 13 Daggers has been serving the area for nearly a decade? Whether you want bright, vibrant colors or death filled from black and gray, let 13 Daggers create a custom piece of art just for you. Schedule your appointment and come get pricked by the pros. 13 Daggers Tattoo Studio, across from Patriot Park on Fort Campbell Boulevard. Walk-ins, always welcome. 13 Daggers Tattoo Studio. Looking hard on Boulevard. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Franklin Speaking Sports. I'm your host, Larry Frank, and I want to thank everybody who is listening on Facebook under the Northeast Stream and Frankly Speaking Sports platforms. Also on Frankly Speaking Sports on YouTube, Frankly Speaking Sports on Twitter. We're live even on Twitch, Northeast Streaming Sports, and Sports Wire Radio. We are so happy to have you here tonight, folks. Um, it is a great, great night. We are about 15 minutes away from having the lead Florida Panthers right at Five Reason Sports. Alex Baumgartner on with us. We'll talk about that hot team in the NHL. Plus, we're going to about to go over another team that's playing real well. But before we do that, we want to get to, um, you know, for some reason, folks, day after day after day, if you look at statistics, whether it's in the NBA, whether it's in college, whether it's in high school, it seems like the percentage of free throw shots that are being made are getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Now, let's understand also that there are less free throw attempts happening right now because the game of basketball has changed dramatically into an outside shooting game. But when you go ahead, folks, and you look at free throws, as I have here, um, you know, a free throw shot is something here that does not require speed, strength, intelligence, or even talent. It's something you practice over and over and over and over again, and it's a shot that is given to you. There's a reason why the name free is in it. Free is in it. Free, a free throw is straightforward, folks. It's a direct, unguarded shot at a hoop that is 18 inches across, 10 feet off the ground, and 15 feet away. That is a free throw by definition. It is a shot that should be made minimum 80% of the time, yet teams struggle with it. When you look in the NBA right now, folks, the average free throw percentage among every team is 73%. 
That means every only seven of ten free throws. That's when somebody not on them is being missed. Now, let me make sure that I'm clear. You can practice free throws all day long in a gym, 100, 200, 300, 500, whatever. But it's not the same as in a game because there is a mental aspect in the game that is different from the mental aspect when you have no crowd. So crowd, and I understand that. But at the end of the day, when you look at free throw shots, and let me explain this to you, 73% in the NBA, college is averaging Teams are averaging 70.8%, and high school, listen to this, 55 to 60%. You wonder why the game today is having so much trouble in the NBA. Look from high school up to NBA. The sense of urgency around the importance of it is not there. It's not there, and it should be there. I'm watching a game the other night. It's in Charlotte, North Carolina, between the Pistons and the Hornets. Hornets are favored to win. Pistons are one of the worst teams in the NBA. Meanwhile, the Hornets lose by one point. But at the free throw line, they only made 23 of 34 free throws. They missed 11 free throws. For 60-something percent, they would have won the game. A free throw is a free shot, and yet we still have difficulties. And this is one of the great debates that I love looking up, that I love talking about. And we talk about the greatest players of all time. And I will never, ever, ever put LeBron James as the greatest player. Why? Because he can't shoot a damn free throw. 74% and people are calling him the greatest of all time. 74% Steve Nash made 90.3% in his career. Steph Curry is currently making 90.7% of his free throws this year. Okay. Those are successful players. Okay. And we talk about the best players of all time. How can you put LeBron James? First of all, LeBron James is a good basketball player. He is a great basketball player, but he doesn't have all the tools. Free throw is one of those things LeBron James does not have that will always go against his legacy. Okay, LeBron James, and second of all, he is shooting his mouth off more successfully these days than he is shooting free throws. Okay, it's amazing. Now, people say, well, Larry, who do you think are the best players in the NBA? Okay, I I say Michael Jordan's up there. Oh, what is Michael Jordan's free throw percentage? 83.5%. Michael Jordan all around percentages are much better than LeBron James. Let's go even further. I had a discussion the other day that I feel the greatest all-around player of all time, when you rate them on every single category, defense, offense, team player, leadership, all those things that go into being a great player, it's Larry Bird. Larry Bird just couldn't score. Larry Bird just didn't hit three-pointers. Larry Bird didn't just dive over the court for to grab a ball. He was an unbelievable rebounder, and he was a damn good free-throw shooter. 
at a time where people banged underneath and were forced to take free throws. Let's look at a couple of other ones. Probably one of the worst free throw shooters in all of basketball, which really hurt his career, but he was a great player, great muscle man inside, was Shaq. Shaq, 52, 52. Shaq made five of every 10 free throws. And he wants to sit on TV, on TNT, and talk about how great he was instead of how great he wasn't. Great human being, great guy, terrible free throw shooter. Magic Johnson, who I consider the second best player to ever play the game, 84.8%. And the one thing about Larry Bird and Magic Johnson is they made people around them better. Michael Jordan made people around him much better. Who the hell has LeBron James made a lot better? My point well taken, folks, that this guy is not even in my top five of greatest players of all time. It just isn't there. Who does he make better? Okay? The greats make everybody around them better. And we talk about this, and I like to pertain because I got a lot of people here in um, the uh, Carolina area that are listening right now. And I told them that they're going through this um, real bad uh, slump here in Carolina where they lost, I believe it's 11 of their last 13 games. They're just playing terrible basketball, not shooting the ball well, not rebounding well, not hitting free throws. But the main difference is their leader, their best player on that team is not LaMelo Ball. It's Gordon Haywood. Gordon Haywood makes everybody around him better. Okay, that's what you look for in the grace. Now, I'm not sitting here saying Gordon Haywood is one of the best players of all time. Believe me, I'm not saying that. I'm just using an example that a player needs to be judged who cares? Bernard King used to score 50 points a game for the New York Knicks. He wasn't the greatest player of all time. He didn't make people around them better, okay? You need to be a complete player. You need to hit free throw shots. And we need to start teaching kids in high school or middle school the importance of hitting free throws. Practice, practice, practice. Everybody nowadays believe this game is an outside game and they did away with the inside game. And the NBA is guilty of it too. These non-moving calls that they're not making, they're letting them um, play more and more, which I kind of like that. I don't like hearing the whistle every two minutes in an NBA game, but it also has lowered the attempts by, I think, four free throws a game per team. So it is a big difference when you put the numbers out there. But at the end of the day, folks, there is a reason why it's called a free throw, free shot. And for some reason, I don't know, but it just doesn't make sense on why we are struggling so very, very much. Like I said earlier, okay, it does not require speed to take a free throw. It does not require strength. You don't got to be strong. You got to have good rotation on your ball when you shoot it, okay? Good release. It doesn't take intelligence. You can be the dumbest guy in the world and make free throws all day long, and it doesn't take talent, 
Okay, people sometimes confuse this talent with the ability to prepare and practice. Okay, it takes preparation and practice. Okay, there is no reason why an NBA shooter should be in the 50s, 60s, or low 70s when they are a professional NBA player and they continue to miss free throws and cost their game team games because of it. In in college, seven out of ten. Okay, I'll tell you what, when you look at teams tonight, um, and you look at the better teams in the college basketball, you'll see that there's teams that rank up there that are very good at free throw shooting. And you know, I understand the inside games away. People don't rely on the free throws because they're not allowing the banging, the fake, and the hitting, the beating underneath in the NBA, but darn it, when you get those opportunities. The other night, Charlotte, 34 times they went at the free throw line. That's a lot in a game. 34 times you're at a game. That means you have an, an opportunity, folks, to go ahead and get 34 points. What it also does is it slows the other team down offensively because now they got to take the ball out, out of bounds and it gives the defense time to set up rather than rebound and go. So there's a lot involved in a free throw, but we are making one of the simplest things in the game seem like one of the most complicated in the game. Let's go ahead, take a quick break. When we come back, folks, we're going to talk some NHL hockey. We'll be back right after this message from our local sponsors. Tobacco Road Sports Radio is so excited to be your home for Triad Sports. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! We heard you loud and clear. Our mission is to give you what you want. You know what I want. I've been asking for it for years. Give it to me! Give me what I want! The best sports talk and live sports in the Triad, period. What's up, everybody? Live Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Score once again with Brett Wiseman. Hello and welcome back to the Pit Stop here on Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Welcome back to Franchise Players, your home for Triad Sports coverage. I'm your host, Desmond Johnson, here on Tobacco Road Sports Radio. And if you think that's great, wait until you see what's next. It's going to be good. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. Tune in at TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com. And don't forget to download the new Roku channel, Tobacco Road Sports Radio. 13 Daggers Tattoo Studio is looking for a new tattoo artist. Must be established with a strong portfolio and good work ethic. Stop by today at 13 Daggers across from Patriot Park on Fort Campbell Boulevard. Clarksville's ultimate tattoo studio. Tattoos, touch-ups, and consultations. See the artist's work online at 13DaggersTattoo.com and get the custom experience you want with Killer Ink. Book today and get pricked by a pro. 13 Daggers Tattoo Studio. Working hard on Boulevard. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Franklin Speaking Sports. I'm your host, Larry Frank. Thank you so much for tuning in today. You know, in a few minutes, um, after the interview that we have with Alex, 
We're going to talk about another team between besides the Florida Panthers that are having a great year, and that's going to be the Carolina Hurricanes. But we're going to go ahead, and as I switch up gears here, we're going to start by talking first. Uh, let's go ahead and talk first about the um, the Florida Panthers. And I'll tell you what, I don't know how many of you get to see Florida Panthers games. I know in the Florida area and the Miami area, the Tampa area, you get to see a lot of this. But when you look at this Carolina, uh, excuse me, I almost said Carolina Panthers, the Florida Panthers, this team is 35 and 13 on the year. Now, they have lost three in a row, but this team is first in goals scored. This team is first in assists. And the one thing about this team is they move the puck well. They are a great team at moving the puck around. They're led by uh, Jonathan Huberdo, who has. Um, I believe he has 57 assists, 18 goals, and 75 points. I think he's tied for the lead in points in the NHL. And Alexander Balkov, who has 25 goals on the year. Um, the one guy that I've always been in love with on this team is Mackenzie um, Weger, who has 104 blocks. Uh, the defenseman has 104 blocks. Talk about throwing your body around on the ice. 104 blocks in what? 50 games, roughly. I think it's 48 games. Amazing, amazing. And then again, their goalie, Sergi Bobrovsky, um, who's 26 and 6, with a 2.63 goals against average. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is my great honor, thrill, and pleasure to introduce to you right now, um, coming live via video. Uh, in our Frankly Speaking Sports 13 Dagger Tattoo Studio. Um, let's go ahead and welcome in the lead Florida Panthers writer at Five Reason Sports. Let's welcome in Alex Baumgartner. Alex, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for coming on tonight as I just move a couple things around here. There we go. Now we got you going, buddy. All right. Alex, let me ask you this. I mean, how surprised are you um, so far this season? Let's talk about, um, you know, before the All-Star break. I know we had a little uh, hiccup here. But seeing uh, the Panthers second in the East as far as points go, third in the NHL, I mean, how surprised? I know this was a good team last year, a good team the year before. Is it surprising you how well they played overall this year? This season, I'm not surprised at how good they are in terms of where they are in the standings. The goal scoring has surprised me a bit because I haven't seen a team put up goals like this, specifically a Panthers team score, what, eight goals multiple times in a season, consistently hitting four or five-plus goals. The offense has 100% surprised me. I thought this team heading into the season would be one of the three favorites coming out of the East. I still think they are, but the offense, I didn't think that they would be this explosive for a long portion of the first half of the season. Would you say the offense has been the most surprising thing out of everything that you have seen so far this year? I would say the offensive depth, the not necessarily how many goals they're scoring, but just who they can put out on the ice at a given time. The Panthers aren't four lines deep. They're actually four lines plus deep because if you look at the guys that are scratching their scratch uh skating their scratches they can easily be a third fourth line i mean owen Tippett hasn't played in a while and on maybe 15 20 of the other teams in the league he possibly could be a second line winger so 
second, third line winger. You know, the Panthers are the only team averaging over four goals per game, and they have nine players right now, Alex. That's nine players with over 30 or more points. Talk about the importance and how everybody on this team seems to find a way to get involved. Well, that just speaks to the depth of the offense. If you look at that third line, before the last three-game losing streak, that third line was absolutely explosive of uh, Anton Lundell, the 20-year-old rookie down the middle, with Mason Marchment and Sam Reinhardt, who came in from Buffalo last season. Um, uh, interesting thing about Reinhardt, obviously never made the playoffs in Buffalo, also was never a plus player in his career. And now plus minus is an interesting stat to look at just because when you're playing on a bad team, you're probably not going to be in the positives. But he's over plus 20 this season, at least a couple games ago he was. So just the amount of players that they can put lines one through four, 30 plus points for nine players is ridiculous. But it's not necessarily surprising seeing how they've been playing all year. You know, the Panthers are 35, 13, and 5. But as I mentioned right before you came on, they do have a three-game losing streak. And I wanted to talk to you about this because it seems like the media, the fans around Miami call it. I know it's Florida, but they play in Miami. Seems like they're freaking out a little bit over a three-game losing streak. Now they're talking about should Sergei Provosky be replaced with um, – you know, uh, Spencer Knight, this and that. Here's a goaltender that is 26-6-3, 2.63 goals against average, and because of a three-game lapse here, and I know they gave it up back-to-back games where they, what, it was eight goals or something, but, you know, this is a good goaltender that they relied on all year. Do you think they're maybe jumping the gun a little bit? Yeah, so right after the All-Star break, the Pan- before the All-Star break, the Panthers weren't necessarily the greatest team on the road. Come back from the All-Star break, win a three-game series. They went to Carolina, Minnesota, Chicago. Beat two really good teams in Carolina and Minnesota. Took down Chicago. Then they come back home. Before the road, uh, before the homestand, where they lost three in a row, I believe the Panthers were 23-3 and three at home. So not only did they lose three games in a row, they dropped all of those at home, which is a place where they haven't been losing this year. I think that also adds to some of the um, concern by the fan base. Also, you have to keep in mind, Spencer Knight was in the AHL pre-All-Star break. After the All-Star break, Sergei Bobrovsky was playing lots and lots and lots of hockey. Jonas Johansson just got his first game ever as a Panther, which was that Columbus game. So... You need to give your goaltenders a little bit of a break. You need to load management them a little bit more. And I also think the fact that Bob hasn't lived up to his contract in the last two years, and then he comes in, wins a lot of games, and then drops a couple, two in a row, games you probably should have won because they were pretty close. I think that also adds to, you know, the fan base and the media. kind Not necessarily the media, more the fan base kind of like, hey, what's going on here? And what's happened to the defense the last couple games? Giving up six goals. What was it, back-to-back? I mean, is that just maybe some fatigue setting in? You know, it's a long season. Not to make excuses, but people don't realize, I think this is the first time in the entire year where you've seen um, the Panthers lose a couple games in a row because they've been so successful. But, I mean, this team is still the same team 
they were the first half of the season. They're just going through a little rut right now. Sometimes when you have a team that's so explosive for such a long duration, it almost gets worrisome when they're winning that much because when you start to lose a couple games in a row, people are like, what just happened? What went wrong? What needs to be changed? NHL is an 82-game season before the playoffs. It's a sport. Hockey's a sport where every night you're going to get players and teams that are competitive. It's not like the NFL where, you know, you have one game a week. You don't play that many games. Um, the sample size is a little bit different. So I think you're going to have your woes throughout a season. No team goes undefeated. No team has ridiculous stats where you're consistently winning and winning and winning. Like something's going to have to happen. You're going to have to hit a plateau. It's better. It happens now than it happens during the playoffs. Now, a lot of people are concerned about the goaltending come playoff time. Maybe the defense come playoff time. I agree with those for some points. However, you still got a lot of hockey to play. If it's like seven, eight, nine games in a row, then you really got a problem. But Panthers have had a break for the last couple of days. Hopefully they get their fatigue out of the way and, you know, they fix some of the small mistakes they've been making. It hasn't been necessarily terrible games they were losing, except that Columbus one. They were pretty close back and forth, a couple of defensive lapses, a couple penalties, and not the best goaltending. Um, I wouldn't say it's too much of a concern just yet. All right, we are talking to Alex Baumgartner, lead Florida Panthers writer at Five Reasons Sports. Talk about the NHL co-leader in points, Jonathan Herbido, uh, 75 points, uh, you know, 57 assists already, 18 goals. How great has he been for this team so far this year? Well, he's been absolutely amazing, especially considering Alexander Barkov hasn't been healthy the entire season, which is another player who is putting up pretty good numbers yeah. in the sample size that he's played. But Jonathan Huberto is finally – finally getting the respect nationally in Canada where I live and in the U S um, when you have a Florida Panther player headlining, you know, sports net graphics, ESPN articles, it's, you know, you're truly seeing something that hasn't been seen by a Florida Panthers player for years. They've said Alexander Barkov was one of the most underrated players in the NHL. He finally got his due. Then it was Jonathan Hubert. might be the most underrated player in the NHL. And while somewhat I still think he is a little bit underrated compared to the other stars in the league, I think he's finally getting his credit. And what well, you said, 57 assists and way less, I think 52, 53 games they played. It's over a point per game for a left winger. That's truly something. And you're talking about Balkov, you know, not being healthy and everything. Um, it seems like from a scoring perspective that Sam Bennett has stepped it up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, Sam Bennett, when he was brought in, he's – kind of that gritty two-way forward um, that the Panthers needed. You know, he can hit. He's a hard-hitting body, but he can also put in pucks. And um, when he was in Calgary, we've seen he was a playoff performer in that Tampa series last season. And I think he played five games with that one suspension. He put up a good amount of points. Um, Sam Bennett, second-line center, has been there pretty much the entire entirety of the season, mostly alongside Jonathan Huberto and uh, Anthony Duclair. That whole line's... You know, they were clicking last year. They clicked this season when they were put back together. And, um, you know, come playoff time, that line's going to be set in stone. 
Now, you know, we talk about penalty killing. This team does not or has not done what I would call an unbelievable job killing penalties. They're 18th in the league. And I always tell people, you know, obviously the best way to handle the penalty kill is don't get penalties. But we have, you know, saying that when you do get penalties, why are they having so much trouble stopping other teams when they're on the power play? I just think it's the amount of penalties they take some games because that they're 24th in the league in penalties. Yeah. So like they, they have good players when they put out on the penalty kill and they have a lot of shorthanded goals as well. I think Barkov has four. him and Lundell normally go out together. It's just sometimes when you're taking three, four, five penalties in a game and then your goalie's getting peppered, you're going to give up one or two. Um, they, they've gone a little bit better at it, but you know, my biggest thing is stay out of the box. And obviously you saw in that Tampa series, they gave up quite a few penalties and Tampa was able to capitalize. That's something they definitely have to clean up. I just think it's staying out of the box, honestly. Yeah, you look at this team offensively, the statistics are great, but they seem like they struggle on the defensive side. They're 16th in the league, so about halfway in the league when it comes to total defense. I'm sorry, goals against. I mean, what does... Andrew Burnett have to preach in order to fix this problem on defense. You know, simplify yourself in the in the defensive zone. Um, Panthers sometimes get a little bit too careless with the puck, and as good as some of those defensemen are, I know you mentioned Mackenzie Weger earlier. I think he is second overall in takeaways, just behind Alex Petrangelo in the NHL. But you know, sometimes him or Ekblad might turn the puck over a little bit too much in the uh, defensive zone. And when you have um, sustained zone pressure from the opposing team and you're tired and you made a dumb mistake, oftentimes it's going to hurt you. So that's one thing that they really need to clean up, you know, to simplify yourself. Pucks high off the glass. Your forwards are fast. Your forwards can score. Get the puck to them. But don't try and be too cute. I think that's a big problem for the Panthers, not just the defense. Um, a lot of the forwards, too, being a little too cute, too little over passive in zones in areas of the ice, like the neutral zone, where you don't want to give the puck away. Let me ask you this in the Eastern Division, which yeah. obviously the Panthers are in. Um, do you think the Panthers have enough? They're right now one point ahead of the Lightning in their division. The two, what, back-to-back uh, Stanley Cup champions. Do the Panthers have enough to dethrone the Tampa Bay Lightning? I think a fully healthy Panthers team will with solid goaltending. That's the key. Um, As we saw last year, they used three different goaltenders in those six games. Yep. And they were missing a bona fide number one defenseman. And while their defense, their other defensemen like Gustav Forsling, Mackenzie Weger, they all kind of, Brandon Montour to an extent, all had to step up. And they did a fairly good job, you know, Tampa's still the back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. They still have guys that will be in the uh, Hall of Fame. Vasilevsky's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Stamkos will be. Hedman, Kucherov. Braden Point's one of my, you know, most... Uh, honestly, yeah. when we talk underrated players in the NHL, when I watch Braden Point play, I think he's the best forward on Tampa sometimes. And that's saying a lot considering I just named two guys that will be in the Hall of Fame as a forward for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Panthers got to be healthy. Panthers have to have their goaltending situation set. We know Tampa lost a lot of their depth that won them those cups. 
on the back end, but they um, on the bottom forward lines. But they added some guys, which I will give them the respect. It's going to be a six-seven game series for sure. I do think they they do have enough on paper to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning, but you can't forget lack of playoff experience for the Panthers, multiple deep extended playoff runs for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Who scares you most, the Lightning in the East or the Carolina Hurricanes in the East? I would still have to say Tampa. I wouldn't necessarily necessarily say who scares me the most. It's just when we're looking on paper of who has the best chance of beating the Panthers, I still think it would be Tampa. Florida's fared their own. They swept their season series against Carolina this season. I think Carolina and Florida are kind of similar teams where they have lots of um, offensive firepower led by a couple nice defensemen on the back end. And, you know, you kind of have to hope their goaltending situation holds up. Frederick Anderson had a pretty good year this season. Yeah. Um, but, you know, until someone can dethrone Tampa, I'm going to say Tampa is the team to look out for for the Florida Panthers. All right. We are talking to Alex Baumgartner, lead Florida Panthers right at Five Reason Sports. Last question, and I'll let you run, Alex. What team in the West do you think has is the favorite right now to get to the Cup? Heading into the season, I had three teams. We've always said Colorado. Colorado kind of has to figure it out in the playoffs. Vegas, you know, a couple deep runs in their franchise history already. My sleeper team is Minnesota. I really like what Minnesota has on um, what they fielded. They have a couple big checking guys. I like guys like Kaprizov and Fiala. I um, like Matt Dumba, and I think their goaltending you know, I'm a big fan too. So I would say th those three teams, but, you know, healthy Jack Eichel on Vegas, that's the scariest for me. I think Vegas, when I'm looking on paper, I put them a little bit above Colorado. So I would say Vegas is my team to watch out for in the West. All right, before we let you run, Alex, why don't you tell people uh, where they can find and read the articles that you uh, produce? Yep, so you can find my content. Over at Five Reasons Sports, we are a South Florida-based, um, you know, publication. We have writers covering every single sport from the Miami Heat to the Florida Panthers to the Miami Dolphins, and you can find me on Twitter right here at a Baumgartner ninety one. All right, my friend. Well, thank you so very, very much for taking time out of your schedule to join us on Frankly Speaking Sports tonight. I appreciate it. Thanks for having All me. All right, buddy. Be safe. Alrighty, that was uh, Alex Baumgartner, lead Florida Panthers right at Five Reason Sports. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our last break of the evening. And when we come back, we're going to talk about an NHL team that, you know, you better watch out because they're moving up in the standings very, very quickly. We'll be back right after this message. 13 Daggers Tattoo Studio is looking for a new tattoo artist. Must be established with a strong portfolio and good work ethic. Stop by today at 13 Daggers across from Patriot Park on Fort Campbell Boulevard. Clarksville's ultimate tattoo studio. Tattoos, touch-ups, and consultations. See the artist's work online at 13daggerstattoo.com and get the custom experience you want with Killer Ink. Book today and get pricked by a pro. 13 Daggers Tattoo Studio. Looking hard on Boulevard. Here at Taco Road Sports Radio, we ask the tough questions. Hey, you got any left-handed footballs? We're never afraid to tell you how we feel. 
Grandma, we look like the damn bad news bears. We'll debate sports. We'll debate anything. Man, you lying. You ain't never met Martin Luther the King. Not the winner, but yes, he did. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he did not. No matter what, Tobacco Road Sports Radio has you covered. I'm going to come right back at him. F***ing soldier. You're listening to Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Franklin Street Sports. I'm your host, Larry Frank, and uh, gonna hit our last segment here. Want to remind anybody that's watching us or listening to us on any of our platforms, we do have a comment section here. Go into comments, leave a comment or a message or something you want us to know, and we'll go ahead and we'll take that message and we'll put it right here on Frankly Speaking Sports, and we'll try to answer the question or give our opinion on what you're talking about as quickly as we can. We have about 10 minutes left in the show, and, you know, we talked about a lot of different things tonight. We talked about hockey and how much, uh, you know, the obviously the Panthers having a great, great season. Alex Baumgartner was so nice enough to join us and give his take on the uh, – Florida Panthers, but, you know, there's other teams. You know, we talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning, one point. That's right, one point. That team is so good. They're going after their third straight Stanley Cup this year. Whether they can do it or not is another, you know, is another question and a story for another time. But the one team that has really been impressive here this year has to be the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. I mean, having a great, great, great year. Uh, they have now won five in a row, the longest uh, winning streak currently in the NHL. They're tied with two other teams for that right now, have five-game winning streaks. But this is a team that plays very, very, very well. Um, and I want to see if I can real quickly. Uh, I know they got 75 points, I believe it is. Let me see if I can get this up here. There we go. As I update everything here, please give me one moment. Who's that? Okay. But, all right, let's see if we can get uh, NHL here. We'll go ahead and get the standings here. And uh, right now, Carolina is 37 wins, 11 losses, 78 points. They've won five in a row right now. uh the only other team in the East that has a five-game winning streak is Montreal, who's having a terrible year. But when you look at this, the Carolina team, you know, we talked about Frederick Anderson um, and what he's doing for this team this year, uh, having a great, great year as always. But, you know, you look at this team, you got uh, Anderson's 29-7, and 2.03 goals against average, and this defense – of Carolina is incredible. Incredible. They're only allowing an average of 26 shots. That's right. 26 shots a game. And that definitely helps a goaltender when you're not allowing a lot of shots on the net. It makes them look a lot better. Although Frederick Anderson is one heck of a goalie. Sebastian Aho is 23 goals, 32 assists. You got Andre... Um, Andre Streknikov has 22 goals, 28 assists. And then you got um, 
Tony D'Angelo with 31 assists. He's second on the team to Aho, And then Jacob Slavin, 26 assists. So this is a Carolina team that is really, really doing well. And let me see. I believe they might be playing this evening. Let me go ahead and uh, see if we can get an update if they are. As I go ahead and try to get my handy-dandy scoring machine going here. There we go. Right now, it's 8.20 left in the third period. The Hurricanes are playing in Detroit. That game is tied up at two right now. It looks like for Carolina, um, it looks like Jesper Fast had one goal and Aho had the other goal. So it's two to two with about eight minutes left in the third period of that game. The Hurricanes and the Detroit Red Wings will try to keep you up to date on everything that happens. We'll go over that game hopefully tomorrow based on time. But um, we also want to go ahead and see why we're here. If we can go ahead and update uh, as I go ahead and move our thing around before we leave here tonight. want to make sure we did uh, talk a little bit more on the college basketball side. Uh, let's see if I can. Uh... There we go. All right, and we see maybe we can go ahead and let's look at some top 25 before we leave in college basketball. And when you look at this now, let's see if any finals happen yet. Yeah, Tennessee, number 13 over Georgia, 75. Looks like 75 to 68. Uh, Josiah Jordan James had 23 points, 8 or 12 from field goal, 4 or 5 from free throw, and 8 rebounds. To lead the volunteers. Once again, that score was 75 to 68. Providence College and Villanova came down to the wire. Villanova ranked 11th. Providence ranked number nine. Villanova wins by two, 76 to 74. Villanova was led by Caleb Daniels with 20 points um, in the game, six for six from the three throw line, six for 11 from the field goal. And let's not forget about Noah Horchler, who threw in 15 points, five of eight from uh, field goal range, and he had seven rebounds in the game. Um, so, oh, I'm sorry, that was for Providence. I apologize that Horchler had 15 points. For Villanova, Caleb Daniels had the 20 points. Okay, we got that right now. And then in other games, let's see, Kentucky over Mississippi. 83 to 72. Kentucky was led by Oscar Schwabui, uh, who had 18 points, 9 of 12 from field goal, and 15 rebounds in the game as Kentucky beats Ole Miss. Meanwhile, Ohio State went down. Number 23, Ohio State lost to Nebraska. 70, what was it? 78 to 70. Wow, that is a big, big loss there. Um, so no, number 23, Ohio State goes down. Uh, looks like Nebraska, big game from Bryce McGowans, who had 26 points, eight of nine from free throw. Listen to this, guys. Listen to these free throw totals. Eight of nine, four of five, six of seven. They're hitting their free throws and they're winning. Then you have Duke all over Pittsburgh, 86 to 56. Uh, Trevor kills 27 points, 10 of 15 from field goal, two of two 
from the free throw line. And let's see if we can get it, somebody else on this Duke team. Uh, also, 21 points by Benchiro. Seven of tier from free goal. Three of three, Benchiro from three-point range. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Uh, so great game by Bunchiro, and that is all right now she wrote as far as games that are concluded in college basketball. So one upset, Ohio State loses. Um, so that's a big, big one. Um, let's see, um, as far as ACC basketball, a lot of ACC basketball tomorrow night. Georgia Tech plays Clemson. Notre Dame and Florida State. Should be a good game. Uh, Boston College is play, hosting Miami. And then North Carolina State tomorrow night, 9 p.m., playing the Demon Deacons, who are 22-8 and eight right now. So that's your ACC update here on Frankly Speaking Sports. want to thank everybody who is watching on Northeast Streaming Sports. A reminder on the bottom of the screen, it tells you, how to download, and I will tell you how to download. Um, you go ahead, you go to Roku TV, uh, download Northeast Streaming Sports, and not only do you get to watch Frankly Speaking Sports every weeknight, Monday through Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern time, but there's a great, great, great bunch of shows that are on that station, as well as they cover live events such as um, football, which will be starting up in april as well we also want to thank sportswire uh radio uh for allowing us the opportunity to be on their station this evening and a reminder that you can listen to this show in its entirety on tobacco road sports radio tomorrow at 11 a.m want to also remind you that uh we want to thank our sponsor 13 daggers tattoo if you're an experienced tattoo artist, you are being looking for by 13 Dagger Tattoo. Um, they are looking for you. They're located in Clarksville, Tennessee at the Fort Campbell Army Post. What a great, great opportunity for an experienced tattoo artist right outside of Nashville, baby. Tell me that's not exciting for someone. Boy, goodness gracious. Makes me want to jump there right now. But ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of all of us on Frankly Speaking Sports, we want to once again thank Alex uh, Baumgartner, the lead Florida Panthers right at Five Reason Sports, for joining us this evening. And want to remind you that we'll be back again tomorrow night on all the same stations at the same time right, right here on Frankly Speaking Sports. On behalf of all of us here, have a good night.